0: This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. We're going to start at verse 1 and 2, and we're going to read that, and then we're going to go to Deuteronomy chapter 21, verses 18 to 23, and I want you to write those down, and I'm going to give you a minute to... To find those, while you're getting those, and I'm going to encourage you, everyone watching by TV, everyone watching by or or streaming us live, get your children. You know, have your children with you when you're when you're watching. Have them there with you. Have them there taking notes. Those that are just visiting us, I I encourage you to get your children to watch this because God has a command, a specific command to you children, and I guarantee you that. If you're, once your children hear these messages I guarantee you they're going to have a different look outlook on this scripture about children obey your parents in the Lord they're going to look at it totally different they're going to know who's actually speaking to them and that's what we want to come to know we want to come to know who's, who's, who's speaking to us here so, so grab your children bring them all with you you know hear the word of God together you know of course you have older children young adults you know you should be watching every, every, as a family if you're in the home watch it as a family you know don't be in your separate room go to your go to wherever you're watching it and watch it together okay let's go to Ephesians chapter 6 and we're going to start it at starting at verse 1 and it says children obey your parents in the lord for this is right honor thy father and thy mother which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with it, and that thou mayest live long on the earth again i'm going to read it Ephesians 6 chapter 1 chapter 6 I'm going to verse 1 through 3. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Okay, I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 21. Hold your ribbon in Ephesians chapter 6, because we are going back there. Immediately. So in Deuteronomy chapter 21, and for those that are not Familiar, so familiar with their Bible, I'm going to give you a minute to get there. But Deuteronomy chapter 21, why am I giving you a few minutes to get there? Because I don't want you to say that I said that. I want you to hear the scriptures and what the scriptures are saying regarding the situation. So, Ephesians chapter 21, and we're going to start at verse 18. It says, If a man have a stubborn and rebellious son, you can put daughter, it's a child. So, if a man have a stubborn and rebellious child, which will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother and that when they have chastened him that means they corrected him disciplined him he will not hearken unto them then shall his father and his mother lay hold on him and bring him out unto the elders of his city and into the gate of his place and they shall say unto the elders of the city this our son is a stubborn and rebellious his stubborn and rebellious he will not obey our voice he is a glutton and a drunkard and all the men of his city shall stone him with stones that he die so shalt thou put away evil from among you and all Israel shall hear and fear go back to Ephesians chapter 6 interesting how they would deal with stubbornness and rebellion in children in the Old Testament and you know there is of course we're not stoning our children in our days I know that sometimes the children can get on certain parents' nerves. And I remember one, one speaking to one young lady one time, and she said that her daughters were, her daughters were bullying somebody. And I'll never forget this, because she said she got in her daughter's face, and she showed her her fist and said, I want to beat you with my fist. And that gives you, that, give, that gives, leads you to a point, these are people that, that, I, that I've come across, and because it can be irritating or frustrating to a parent when they're dealing with a child that doesn't want to obey. And to them, it's like, what am I supposed to do with this child? And a lot of times, it's because you have not been instructed in how to deal with your child. Instructed in how to actually raise your child. There are ways and methods that God has. Of course, this is Old Testament scriptures. We deal with the spirit of it. We're going to show you how, in these next few weeks, how God wants you how God as parents, you know, I'm going to be specifically speaking to children. But how God wants you as parents to position your child. See, children are not evil from birth. They're not evil. They're, they're, how can I say? Even though they're we're born into this to this world with a sin nature, those things. I, I love the way my pastor used to, my founding pastor used to say, "That's your Frankenstein. You've created that child." The way the child is performing... You may say, well, I didn't teach them how to be rebellious in my home. It's so interesting how people don't understand... That there's a difference between teaching and learning. You may have not taught them physically... But they learned it by your influence, by examples in your home. They learned certain things. They learned by, by them getting away with certain things. They learned how to disobey and how to rebel against authority. And see, and that's what we're going to be focusing on this morning... Our purpose, you know, as we've been talking all these weeks about the purpose of the family, all these months about the purpose of the family, one of the things, one of the definitions that we gave is about the call of God. We made a statement about the call of God. And it's the call of the family is to produce spiritually and emotionally established believers who in turn get God's redemptive work done on the earth. So once again, what is the call to the family? It is to produce spiritually and emotionally established believers who in turn get god 's redemptive work done on the earth see it 's the parents responsibility to position them. I started thinking about that because we're the one of the subtitles is children 's responsibility to their parents, but you know the command is directed straight to the children. you know you may think and I want to make this statement later, you may think that your disobedience is is, is, is uh, Directed you know it 's directly towards your parents, but your obedience and disobedience it's connected directly to your God it 's not connected directly to your parents because your parents didn't give you the command God has given you the command, and you're going to see that that's what I want you to understand is who is speaking to us in Ephesians chapter six verse one through three our introductory statements and I want you to for my family, for the family of church of living water. I always want to start off with some introductory statements, and I'm going to make them. And it's going to be slow at first, but I am going to break down how I'm going to to break down this teaching, how we're going to talk about this in the next few weeks. But our focus is the family. Do you remember? Our focus here in these teachings is the family. And in past teachings, you have already heard, in previous teachings, we have learned that every individual within the family structure has a command from God. Every single individual... We the family which is comprised of the male father, the female mother, and the children, they all have a direct command from God. It's instructions from the Most High, each and every one of them. And in these past weeks we've dealt with the husband, the father. We've dealt with the 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 the, the male the male factor. We've dealt with that, their responsibility and what God is saying them. We dealt with the mother. We, we dealt with the woman, the mother, the, 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 the wife, the mother. We dealt with every aspect of them and what God is saying to them directly. But now we've come to this place in our teaching that we're talking specifically to children. And the thing about it is, it's so interesting. Always remember this. We want our children to obey. Everyone, we want, every parent wants their child to obey. Because they know it is in them that they are the authority. It is in them, even though because God established that authority in that home. Parents, you are the authority of your child. You are and you and they have a command from God to submit to that authority and to obey and not rebel against that authority. They have a command from God. And the thing about it with me saying that that each and every individual in the family has a command from God, we cannot forget that obedience always remember this. There is never going to be true obedience without honor. There will never be true obedience without honor. If you read, why did he go into honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise? Because it's, it's connected to their obedience. If you cannot honor them the way God wants you to honor, and I'm going to show you, see, it's, all, it's interesting that children are like, you know, because of, and we're going to talk about this, because the scripture is directed towards Believers. In Jesus Christ, that's what it's directed towards. This passage of scripture is directed towards the church. It was written for the church. And you may say, well, you know, all children disobey, all children rebel, and you know what? All children have the capability of disobeying and rebelling. But children that have heard the voice of God, they have a choice, and whether they want to rebel or disobey, they have that choice. It is not, you know, it's interesting because I, one thing you may say. Everybody here at Church Living Water knows that I'm not married. I don't have any children. And for those that are listening, some of y'all know that I'm not married and I don't have any children. So you may think, well, you know, how do you know how to raise a child? I may not know necessarily specifically by experience, but I know by experience what it means to be a rebellious child. I know that by experience, and I can tell you how what caused it, what was was what was missing in my life, and when did I start obeying. I didn't start obeying until I heard the voice of God. And until your child is able to hear that God is speaking to them directly, they will never hear. And you may say, well, you know, I'm not in a position. How can I get them to hear the voice of God? And we're going to address it. You know, it's all about being born again. It's all about receiving salvation, receiving the message of the gospel. All about that. And you're going to hear that. You're going to hear some things alluding to that. But our focus, again, is the family. And in previous teachings, we have learned that every individual within the family structure has a command from God. Okay, we talked about the command is not from man. Even though it will come through a human vessel, the command is coming directly from God. We, as a congregation, which is made up of families here at Church of the Living Water, as we prepare ourselves to be used by God and prepare the next generation to hear and obey the voice of God, We must not fail to address and punish all stubbornness and rebellion towards God in our midst. That is in our own lives and in the lives of our children. For in doing so, we assure God a seed that will obey and glorify Him in their generations. We're assuring God a seed. See, what God is looking for, He's looking for a child that comes out of a home that was under authority, that will obey Him and obey other authorities. Because... One thing you're going to hear in this, throughout this scriptures, is one statement is this. Obedience to parents is the foundation principle to all authority. Obedience to parents is the foundation principle to all authority. And for the children, the home is the platform or the stage of learning that foundation principle. If they don't learn it in the home, you've got to understand something. If they don't learn this principle in the home, they will not honor other authorities. They will not honor them. That's what we mean by obedience to parents is the foundation principle to all authority. That means if they don't get it right there in the home, when they actually go into the society, the society is going to feel the effects of their disobedience and their rebellion towards you. Because if they don't, I remember, I did, not, I, you know, I did what I wanted to do sometimes. And when I got to school, I would tell the teachers what I wanted to tell them. You know, that was the type of... You know, if I didn't want to do my, my work, I wouldn't do my work. I was that type of person because of certain things that I had... It had influenced me at the time. There was things that, you know, your teachers are going to feel the effect of that. Your, your employers are going to feel the effect of that. They're all going to feel the effect of your child's disobedience and rebellion. You know, if you ever told somebody, you know... Hey, this is what you 're going to do, and, and all of it and you can 't tell a grown up that because all of a sudden it's like what do you mean this is what i 'm going to do i 'm going to do what I want to do and a lot of times someone that has been raised in a home that that 's what they did is rebel and they disobeyed on a constant basis. those people are hard for them to sit under somebody. I remember somebody telling me one time. You know, my uh, this individual, he doesn't like to really work with other individuals. He likes to be by himself. He likes to... Because the reason why, bottom line, he didn't want to be told what to do. And, and the thing about it, that didn't start there. Because I guarantee you that if people have that attitude, they will not obey God. They won't obey God when it comes down to how they should treat their, their wives, how they should raise their children. They won't obey God in any of those areas because... That thing was not learned in their home. It was not. And the thing about it is, I love what Minister Hasten said last week because there's a difference between commanding and raising your child. When you raise a child, you really, and and I love that because as I listen to it, I'm like, no, I love going back to these messages and connecting what God is saying. And saying, is that what God is saying to me? Because that's exactly what he's saying. It's about positioning them in a place. Raising them is all about positioning them in the place. And you're required to raise them. Positioning them in the right place. But commanding, it's totally different. Commanding is something that, that they see physically. It's like not, not just the outward things, but they say, no, I saw that by experience. I saw how they responded. I saw how they, how they were with me. I saw how they, what they didn't keep, what they kept from me, what they didn't you know, allow me to do. All those different things brings them to a place when you're positioned. Because I, I made the statement that for the child, if, they're not, if, if they don't get this right in their home, that they're going to have, the society is going to feel the effects of it. But I want to back up. If a child is not positioned right in their home, they'll not get it right. Because you can't expect a child to get it right in their home if you don't position them right to get it right. So, it's as much about you parents saying, where do I have to position my child so they can get it right with God? Because one thing my mother did, as a single mother, she did position me in the place where I needed to be. You know, she didn't have all the tools and knowledge to do what she needed to do. But when it was time to hear God, I heard God. You know, I heard the Spirit of God. And when I heard God, that's when my obedience and my, and my stubbornness started to be dealt with. It started to be, you know what, this is me speaking to you. This is no longer your mom, your dad. This is no longer the authorities in your life. Everything changed you know, how I saw people and how I addressed people. You know, I remember, you know, one brother I used to minister long ago, he said, you know, even the way you talk changed. Everything changed once I heard the voice of God. And it's so important that you understand that. So children, the bottom line is, whose influence are you going to follow? Because you got to understand, and people can say whatever they want to say. Uh, when we talk about dealing with rebellion and disobedience, it's so interesting that, to me, that's the problem, you know. One thing you're going to have to come to knowledge and grip with is you're going to have to agree with the Word of God. You're going to have to agree with God's Word and what it says. And I, and I thought about this. So many people like to pick and choose what they're going to agree with. And that's what's the problem with, and I will say that this is the problem with man-organized religion. Man's organized religion has picked and choose what they want to believe and say, we're going to keep it right here. And Christianity is required. The call of a Christian is to hear the Word of God and obey it. The call of a Christian is to believe the entire Word of God. Whether it agrees with you or it doesn't agree with you. Whether it addresses the issues that you're dealing with or not addressing the issue. So with me, I can't say, well I believe this about the Word of God, but I don't believe this about the Word of God. Because once you say that, you don't believe the Word of God. Because the Word of God, you know, and you may say, I have a standard. This. But where did you get your standard? Because you have this saying this about, well, this is man's doing. Man wrote this book. And I will look at you and you say, I get, you got your standard from a, from a man yourself. Because you're not an original person. You got it from a man. So I'm telling you that this is inspired by the Spirit of God upon a man's life and He gave it to us and He wrote it and it's been the same throughout the years, throughout generations, throughout, throughout the ages. It has not changed. Not what the Spirit of God is saying. Now men, they have no right to interpret it but the Spirit of God and you're going to see and I, and I want to show you, I'm going to break down what the Spirit of God has actually shown me in this passage of Scripture and it's going to show you, you know what? You're going to have to come to a point Well, I agree with it, or I don't, but I'm going to tell you this. If you disagree with it, I'm going to ask you one thing. Have you searched it? Have you looked at it? Have you gone through it and have you searched and said, God, what are you saying? Or you are just so caught up with, this is what I believe and nothing is going to change me. Because if you're that way, this is what I believe and nothing is going to change me, then you are not wanting to hear God's voice. You're not wanting to hear the voice. You are like this. God, during this, we're all in the season of this. Uh, what's happened? This pandemic and everything that's in this season. And you know, I'm going to tell you something. There are certain people that have anxiety and fear. But I will tell you this much: for those that have put their trust in God and already, I love what my pastor said. God spoke to us back there. He doesn't wait. Here and speak to your situation. There were some people at Church of Living and the body of Christ that are not in chaos. They are not in a fearful state. They are not in a fearful state because they understand, God, you, you, are, you are my God. You knew this was already going to come. You already knew all this was going to happen. And He says, I am with you in the midst of it god never told us that nothing will we, we wouldn't have to go through anything he said i'm going to be with you in it and when you see him in it with you that's great peace but when you're like god where are you see when you're a person that have chosen to say well i'll pick this and i won't pick that you're like this god where are you i am afraid i don't know what i'm going to do i'm going here and there trying to do this trying to do that but i guarantee you that if you get to a place and say i'm going to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And that's why we tell you, and, I, and I'm speaking to those that are, that are visiting us, that's why I tell you, you give us a moment of your time every Sunday morning, 8.45, 10 o'clock, Wednesday at 7. You give us a moment of your time. I guarantee you, by the time this pandemic is over, after we've gone through it, I guarantee you would be able to hear something you have never heard before. God will be able to start working in your life, positioning you and putting people around you to make sure you hear His voice. Because when you hear His voice, it's going to change your life forever. It's going to change you forever. And that's what we want in the lives of people. Not only at Church of Living Water, we want people's lives changed. So I'm going to go back to you. The purpose and goal for this teaching is to equip the families with the knowledge of how to teach and direct a child of fear. Reverently respect the Lord. Hear his voice and obey. Once again I want to repeat that. The purpose and goal of this teaching is to equip the families. With the knowledge of how to teach. Direct a child to fear. That is reverently respect the Lord. Hear his voice and obey. Once again is to equip the families with the knowledge of how to teach. And direct a child to fear. That is reverently respect the Lord. To hear his voice and obey this is going to strengthen this local body of believers and the body of Christ because when your child hears god 's voice that remember what, what what was previously said you got to understand child, you are the start of your generations once you hear the voice of God that's going to change you and everyone that comes from you. I promise your life will never be the same I look at my uh, at my family because our family I, I look at my grandfather, where the gospel started from. When my, my, from my grandfather, he just what he understood, he positions his children to be able to hear the voice of God. He taught them instruments, how to play instruments, and, how, and they would sing worship songs, and they would go to church, and they would do these things, and he would bring them together and have services and do certain things with them. He was positioning them for the day that God was going to visit them. Because when God visited them, they were like, you know what? That is God. And I hear His voice. And from them, there is 11, 12 children that knew the voice of God. And from them came their children. And there's many of those children. And all of them know that they need to look for God. I look at my own family. My family, all of them have been touched by the power of God. Every one of them have understood, you know what? This is the thing. During this season, they know, you know, this is what we have to trust in. this is what we have to look to. Because... That is a start of a generation and they're continuing. But see, each generation has a command to say, you have to seek God for yourself. You have to hear God. They heard God and they walked with me, but you have to hear God and walk with me for yourself. You cannot depend on... See, children, you can't depend on your parents getting it right. Because some children, I'm going to be honest with you, some parents may never get it right, but that doesn't mean that you can't hear the voice of God. I promise you that once you, once again, once you hear God's voice, your life will never be the same. You, the command will never be the same. So, what are our objectives in this teaching? To examine this command given in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1 through 2. And we're going to examine it shortly. Who gave it? It's A, who gave it? And B, to whom was he directed to? We want to examine the command given in Ephesians chapter 6. And I definitely want you to, you know, to look at what I'm outlining and, and, and see if I'm going to follow that out. Because this is exactly how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to go down and address these issues. To examine this command given in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 through 2. Who gave it and to whom was it directed to? Number two, to give, a, the, child, to give the child an understanding of how to obey God's command and how to honor their parents. Three, to examine the resistance in our midst the opposition to obeying God's command you know there is resistance there is opposition and there will always be resistance and there will always be uh, opposition uh, there will always be something opposing in your home and outside your home in the church and outside the church you will have opposition so you're going to have to you really have to examine these things the last one is to examine how the parent must position their child To hear the voice of God and obey. So we're going to start. Remember. Let me repeat those real quick. It says to examine this command given in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1 through 2. Who gave it and to whom was it directed to. To give the child an understanding of how to obey God's command. And how to honor their parents. To examine the resistance in our midst. The opposition to obeying God's command. And the last is to examine how the parent must position their child to hear the voice of God and to obey. And the reoccurring statement again that I want you to write is obedience to parents is the foundation principle to all authority. Again, obedience to parents is the foundation, foundation principle to all authority. And for children, the home is the platform stage for learning that foundational that foundation principle of obedience to parents and remember if this obedience isn't learned there and established there then someone is going to feel the effects of it I'll go down I'll, I'll, I'll bring it down straight personal the issues that you are having in certain with certain people in your lives that have entered into your lives whether it's husband whether it's wife whether it's child it's because this principle of obedience Has not been established. They have not heard the voice of God. And you know. We all have struggles. We all have problems. But I am talking about. People that are stubborn. And rebellious. And do not want to change. You got into a place. You know. Whether it's a marriage. Whether it's. You know. Whether you have children now. It's like. Now what am I supposed to do. With this child. They don't listen to me. You know they don't. You know they're always talking back to me. They're they're. You know they don't. They don't. One big thing, and I'll bring this to Church of Living Water. Respecting the counsel of your parents, honoring the counsel of your parents, paying very close attention to the counsel of your parents. For child, this is very interesting because child is like, oh, you old. You know, you're just old. You don't understand. You know, I've seen children, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's, especially when it comes down to technology, when their parents don't know how to do something, then all of a sudden they learn something, and the child is like, like oh man, what, you know, really? I knew that ages ago. And you know, it, 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 but it's all about the honor, the respect that you give someone, that you give a parent, because it positions you in a place to hear God's voice. But you cannot do that. Remember, there will never be true obedience. If there's not first honor, so let's go to Ephesians chapter six, and we're going to go there. I'm going to make a, a statement, and the statement is, uh, you know, about when we talk about there's no true obedience without honor. I want you to put a pin there because we're going. To, I, I keep on making that statement, but I am going to address it. I'm going to explain to you why there has to first be honor before you obey. And anyone can obey. You know, there's forced obedience, but that's not honorable. Not forced obedience. It's not honorable because you're obeying because you have to. But obedience, necessarily, is. I I, I love that. I I enjoy it because it's it's who you are. It's who you become. Because now there's honor in place. It's like, you know what? I do this because I honor. This is who I am. This is what I do because this is what what God has commanded me to do. Ephesians chapter 6. Let's read it again. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. In the last fifteen minutes we're going to obey stay right here. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Go back. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. I like I like that. You know, so I went back and I'm like, you know that the writer of this scripture, the Apostle Paul, of course he was speaking to the church. But he could have just said, children obey your parents and the Lord. And left it right there. All the instructions were given. Everything was set. Children obey your parents and the Lord. But he makes a statement after that he says, for this is right. You know, you've got to understand, when God said something, he's like... I'm saying something and I'm not just throwing it out there. I want you to look at it and examine it. So I looked at this for this is right. That's what jumped out at me. This is right. This is righteous. This is just. This is upright. That's what it means. It's righteous. It's just. And it's upright. It is, I want to read this. It's in accordance, agreement with God's compelling standards. I want you to raise it. This is going to make all sense to you once I tell you. In accordance with God's compelling standards. It's not only, it's, it's, it's upright, it's, it's righteous, it's just, it's upright. It's in accordance, in agreement, in compliance with God's compelling standards. And I love, because once again, did I go and search it? I went and searched it. You know, I went and searched biblical dictionaries, finding out what does this mean. What is this writer saying? People that you know, uh, uh, Greek things that the, in the Greek dictionaries about what does this mean? This is right, and I like that because I enjoy how he describes God's standards as compelling. Compelling is an interesting word. It's that which has that that which is powerful and irresistible in its effect compelling. It's that which has a powerful and irresistible effect. That which has a powerful and irresistible effect. He's describing God's standards. He said God's standards have have a powerful and irresistible effect. It also means that it requires acute admiration, acute attention, acute respect. Acute is extremely great and serious attention. Extremely great and serious respect, extremely great and serious admiration. You know, and I thought about that scene. Some people, you, you, the reason you cannot hear what God is saying because. And I, I'll say this: Let's go back to that first definition about about that which has is powerful and irresistible in, a, in its effect. You know, the the scriptures are like that. Once you hear God and hear the commandment of God, it has a powerful and irresistible effect in your life. It's like, I will tell you this much. I was raised religious. I grew around religion. I grew up in religion. I was always there. I sang as a child at 8, 9 years old and I led other children in singing. I was in the church. I saw how things worked. I saw how they operated. And I did not want to be there after a while. I hated it. I hated being there. But once... I drew near and wanted to know about God. His command became powerful and irresistible in my life. But I drew near to it. Those people that want, and I would say, if you're wanting God, if you're searching after God, and you desire God, His command will become powerful and irresistible in your life. And then once we hear it, it's like, we don't do things because we have to do them. God is now not, He's not a crutch that we use when we're hurt. God is our, our... I like the way he said about Abraham. He called Abraham friend. God... Abraham trusted in his God. He sought after his God. He's like, No, I may not get it right, God, but I am looking to you. I am trusting you. I am going after you. See, he becomes... It requires acute admiration, extreme great respect, extreme, extremely great and a seriousness about what you're doing. That's our lifestyle. For the person that wants to hear from God. And then I'm asking this. See, what God is saying in this command, it's like, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. He's saying, who is speaking to you? God is saying, this is me spe- I'm speaking directly to you. I told you this earlier. I said this. I said, your disobedience and obedience is not really directed towards your parents. It's directed towards your God. It's direct. And you may say, but I have not heard God. Because you have not accepted Him. You have not gone after Him. You have not wanted Him. You know, I'm going to tell you this. And i want to go back to children of Church of Living Water. If you have a rebellious and disrespectful attitude to your children, you don't know Jesus. You have never accepted Jesus. Not if you have that attitude. And I'm not talking about you, don't, you disagree. See? I'm not talking about... You're going to agree with your parents all the time and you're going to understand everything that they're doing. I'm not talking about that. I am talking about I'm going to do my thing and I don't care what they say to me. If you have that attitude, you've been around this, but you have not received this. You have not re- Because to receive this, you hear differently. You understand that this command is not when it says children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. This is righteous, this is just, this is upright, this is in accordance with God's compelling standards. He's saying, I'm speaking to you. It's not your parents telling you. I I I laugh because some people think, Well, the commandments are Old Testament. You know, and, and I and I and I enjoy that because I'm thinking, so does that mean because it's Old Testament that I don't have to obey it, that I don't have to actually honor the commandments? And I look at it and I'm like, so I can pick and choose commandments. So for the child, I don't have to obey my parents, even though, even though it's a command to honor my father and my mother, for, which is the first commandment with promise. But if that's the case, then, you know, is it right for me to fornicate? Is it right for me to commit adultery? Is it right for me to murder? Is it right for me to do. God expects us to honor. And, and you may think, but who can keep that? Who can keep those commandments? What person can keep those commandments? And I will say this much. But in Christ, when a person has received Jesus, those commandments, they're all found in love, in the love of God, and how I operate. I don't do what I do. I don't hate my brother and murder my brother or commit adultery or commit, or, you know, in fornication, live in certain life because I love my brother. And I love my sister. First and foremost, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and then love your neighbor as you love yourself. So, once again, once the love of God is right, and you say, you know, this is between me and you, my love is between me and you, and because I know this is between me and you, I have to watch what I do with my brother, I have to watch what I say with my brother. You know, I have to respond differently. See, I will tell you this much. If you love God properly, your life will change. But your life will not change until you realize how much God loves you and see what God has done for you. So I got seven minutes. Let's get here. Let's go to this honor thing. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And we talked about honor your father and your mother for Jesus the first commandment with promise. I'm gonna leave you with this. That word honor is interesting. I want you to write this down. To be heavy, it means, or make weighty. The word honor is to be heavy or to make weighty. It means to honor, to be heavy, much weight. It also means, it implies raising or changing. It implies when you say raise when it talks about, I'm going to read it all. This is, To have an object physically heavy, make heavy, feel heavy, honor in some context, implying a raising or changing of financial status, distinguished, it means distinguished, honored and renowned. That is to be in a high status among a group of people. That's honor. It's to make weighty. I love that. To be heavy, to make weighty. Children, and and you're going to see this, when I started thinking about this, what it means to make weighty, I'm like, What can I do to explain that? And the first thing that came to my mind was a scale. And uh, how things are weighed, just the scales of... If something weighs something on one side of the scale, it's going to push the scale over the other side. And that which weighs less is going to go up. So as I started looking into that, the word carrying weight actually came to my mind. And as I looked at it, to carry weight with someone means to carry influence in someone's mind what he's saying is children make and I'm going to read what I wrote because it's very interesting children your father and mother should be placed in a state of high status in your life in a position where they are celebrated in your life the Lord commands you children to honor them and one of the definitions for honor is to make weighty so the Lord God is commanding you to look and examine your relationship with your father and mother and make it weighty in your life. And to make it weighty, it's like you know what? See, you got to understand something that there's a pressure against you in your peers and the places that you. When I told you that there's opposition within and there's opposition without, you're going to have that opposition because there's two people, children. I'm going to speak to you, children. There's two people vying for your attention. And that's God and that is the enemy. There is a devil that is abying for your attention. How do I know there is a devil a devil abying for my attention? Because I followed his ways. Unknowingly. See, God, the, it, God is looking for your known allegiance. The devil is looking for your ignorant allegiance. He's looking for your allegiance even though it's ignorant. You think that you're doing your own thing and you're really following an enemy of God. Because the very first person that rebelled against God was the devil. First person that ever did, he he did not want he wanted to do it his own way, and you may think, well, you know, you're talking about the God and God and the devil. There is a God and there is a devil. There is Satan, which is ever. Av- because I'm going to tell you, because there's a scripture in the Bible that says that the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, "But I've come that you might have life, and have it more abundantly." Jesus came to give us life and to bring us to a place where we are able to obey. Going back to this, to carry weight. Why do I mean? Because we talked about the influences that are out there. And there are certain things, think about it. When children obey, this was my issue. My friends influenced me. I learned to drink by my friends. I learned to do drugs with my friends. I learned things from the world by my friends. I, I, my friends' opinions were great, and my parents' opinion was small, because I thought this is the way I wanted to live. You know, she would, she would, and I I, 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 I understand what Minister Hayson said last week about, you know, finding certain music in his vehicle and it was out the door, because that was my mom. You know, she would find certain things in her house, she would trash it. She would trash my music, my things that I, I enjoyed, you know, things that I would carry. She would trash it. She wouldn't keep it around. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to throw some of your gospel stuff away. And that was me, you know, and my, because I just I was disrespectful. And you know, people felt the effect. My brothers felt the effects. My sisters felt that effect. Other people felt the effect of my rebellion and my disobedience. Because that's the way, because she only knew I need to take you to church. I need to, and she did what she did, and God was faithful in what she did. God was faithful. But there were certain instructions that I was missing. But my mother's, my mother's opinion didn't carry weight. But if it would have carried weight, I guarantee you that it would have delivered me from a lot of different things that I had experienced. Because God does not promise you that you're going to be delivered from the things that you're going to experience. If you continue in disobedience and rebellion, God doesn't promise you that. You may say, well, I can continue being this way and God has just delivered me. I, God has got my back. I tell you something. There are some consequences and I thank God that I didn't have to experience. But that doesn't mean, and, and I will say this, I'm experiencing, but not, made, not necessarily by certain, by, by certain ways that you may be experiencing. I don't have children out of wedlock. I don't don't have a a spouse here that I've divorced. I don't have those things. I heard God's voice early at 17. And at 17 years old, that's when things started changing for me. But to carry weight with someone, once again, means to carry influence in someone's mind. When something or someone carries weight, it is influential. Things that carry lots of weight with someone are important to that person than the other things. Listen to me. To describe things as carrying a lot of weight with someone is a way of describing what that person prioritizes. To make sense of this idiom, imagine two-sided scales. Imagine this two-sided scale. Things that weigh more than others will push the scale in the direction and will weigh down the scale more. As in this image, things that carry weight with someone are pushing his or her mind in a given direction more than the other thing. So when your parents' opinion carries weight, and I will say this, you may, think, you may think different things are not that important in these last seconds. You may say, well, this is what I want to do. I'm thinking about doing this. And you know that your parents say, you know what, I don't see eye to eye to that. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you should go in that direction. And they give you their counsel, but you're determined. And I'm talking about young adults now that think that they're grown. I'm talking that they, and they still live in their home they still live in their home and they're still under the influence of their parents I want to be honest with you if you're receiving counsel or, some, or parents providing for you in any way you're still that child and you, that, that child when, when that parent gives you some advice and you said I'm going to do my own thing because I've, you know, I've seen it done you know when a child you may think that it's meaningless I can do this you know it, it doesn't matter this is not a big thing everybody's doing it but your parents told you not to and because somebody else's weight carries more, someone else carries more weight with you than your parents, that is dishonorable. When they've given you advice in your home, and they've told you this is the way I want to do it, and you purposely go against it, you—that that is dishonorable. And you're not obeying God. You're not hearing His voice. And I'll go back to this. You have to examine, have I really heard the voice of God? Or is this just... A religion, religious experience. In the next few weeks, we're going to talk about rebellion. Stubbornness and rebellion. Dishonor. We're going to talk about these things that are in our midst. But I want you to understand something. In this passage of Scripture, when Paul is addressing these, this, this church in Ephesus, he said, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. He's saying, I'm speaking to you. This is not your parents. Once again, if you've anything... You children, if you grab anything, you grab this. My obedience and disobedience is not necessarily directed to my parents. It's directed to God. And when I disobey, I am disobeying God. And you may say, this is just a fear tactic. You know, you're just saying that. No, these are people that have heard God. Why does he tie, and I'm out of time, why does he tie long life with his commandment of honoring? Because God wants to extend your life. But the enemy wants to take you out. And he will do that. I promise you that he will do that if you continue in disobedience and rebellion. You will not live... I look at it this way. How how these things operate, I don't know. But I am going to tell you, there is an honor for somebody that knows how to honor their parents. There is a certain type of life that God promises those people. We are finished and out of time, you may be dismissed. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net